Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to tell you that our headliner today is presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. It was great seeing Trent Wilhawk out at the uh, Chorus Golf Tournament a week ago Friday. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions hockey team. He hails... From Edmonton, we welcome back to the show Guy Godowski. Hi, Guy. How you doing? Hey, excellent, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, Jack Michaels, my broadcast partner, was just—he's—he uh, was just in Happy Valley. His daughter, uh, Jack, lives out in Sherwood Park, uh, but he is from Western Pennsylvania, as you know. Uh, his daughter is attending Penn State this year, so we just had him on. So a bit of a uh, uh, Pennsylvania uh, feel today. We've not caught up for you in about a year, and I'm just wondering: does uh, does Big Ten hockey money? Uh, do they get a part of the Big Ten football deal that is just uh, between CBS? Because all of a sudden, these Big Ten schools got a lot of money rolling in right now of television revenue. Well, yeah, I, I can tell you my contract hasn't been affected. I can tell you that. As far as the school goes, the athletic department, maybe it's a different deal. Uh, I remember Dale Shula's uh, former athletic director at the U of A, and he went and did a little bit of a junket when uh, the Golden Bears in 06 went down to play. Uh, actually, Phil Kessel was with Minnesota at the time. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, so it would have been like, uh, I think they played Mankato, St. Cloud, and Minnesota. They won the first two, and then they lost 4-3 to the Golden Gophers, and he was laughing at the budgets of Ohio State and Penn State. <laughs> because they, you know, they were like eight times what the U of A athletics budget was in the course of the year. You're there at that school. I mean, maybe just educate our listeners, Guy, if you could, in terms of, like, this is a, a big-time college athletics program, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's it's a, a ton of fun, and I think though that the the resources that they put back into the student athlete is is awesome. Like the student athletes here, the students uh, actually have an incredible experience. But the student athletes are supported in so many ways that you know I haven't been able to to see before. And everything from 
you name it, sports psychologists and nutritionists and, and sports science labs and strength coaches and you name it. They're, they're really supported at a very high level, and we're really fortunate. Football in the States here, uh, especially the Big Ten schools, it's a different deal, and they, they bring in millions and millions. We'll have 107,000 people at every game uh, and thousands more outside the stadium still tail what they call tailgating, which is a whole different event on its own. So, yeah, the, the, the football, we're very fortunate how the funds they bring in, but they really do dist- distribute it to the student-athletes in great ways. When do you do the recruiting for hockey? What, what time of year does that occur? Always. Always. Do 365, 24-7. Do you bring recruits in, as an example, to a football game, or do they have their own seasons going on at that time? No, we do. We have to do it early. A lot of the sports take advantage of that for hockey because so many of the junior teams where we're recruiting out of play on the same, you know, the weekends, it's very difficult. So we used to in the past do it a lot more. Sometimes we can get already committed kids to come in early for a game prior to the junior season starting. But we do when we can take advantage of it, but it's not as prevalent as we'd like. You're in a a conference that has seen, you know, a couple of powerhouse teams over the last couple of years, to say the least, right? You're in Big Ten hockey. We're talking to Guy Godowski from Penn State. Uh, Michigan had, what, four of the five first-round picks the year before that. Wisconsin was absolutely loaded. How challenging is it for Penn State? Because you you started this program up. You graduated it from a club program to, uh, uh, you know, to a full-blown program. How challenging is it to compete against those institutions that have been around a lot longer with hockey than Penn State has? Well, I think it's why we come here. Like, you can say challenging, but I, I think our staff would tell you it's a lot of fun. I mean, and that's why we, we get the student-athletes, the hockey players that do want to compete against the the biggest there is, and, and we've done pretty well ourselves, so it's been a ton of fun, and like I said, we've got great support from our athletic department. I think our student section is tabbed as the best in the country, and it's an absolute blast, and then we've had a lot of success too, so is it challenging? Yeah, but that's why you come to the Big Ten, and uh, it's a lot of fun. What do you guys draw guy for a home game uh we've actually averaged over 100 percent. so we see right around uh i think there's 5907 we average a little over six okay and there's a pretty strong connection between penn state's hockey program and an nhl owner maybe uh help us out with that. <laughs> Well, Terry Pagula is the very generous uh, donor um, himself and his wife, Kim, and family. They were the ones that donated over $100 million for us to start the program. Um, Ninety of it went to this gorgeous arena, uh, and they've been tremendous ever since. The Buffalo Sabres will come and play an NHL exhibition game here once in a while, um, but he treats us incredibly well. Uh, the university, he treats the university incredibly well, and it's, it's been a great, a great partnership, to say the least. Got can you confirm or deny a year ago when uh, Buffalo was looking for a head coach, did you get interviewed for that position? Uh, I mean, I think they were, yeah, I think they poke around it and then they try to get the best or the, the, the coaches they're looking for everywhere. So, um, but there was, I, I, I believe there was other college coaches interviewed as well. Okay. Well, that was very uh, politically adept of you to handle. So you're, you're, you're a Canadian guy out of the Southside Athletic Club at Edmonton. I know that when you uh, coach at a, an elite academic, which is not to say Penn State's not, a, Penn State's a great ac- an academic program too, but Princeton is like a top five school in the world. Has it changed at all from a recruiting perspective, or do you still target many of the same types of kids that are strong student-athletes? 
Well, I tell you what, we, we target the same values, that's for sure. And, and as you know, Alberta does an amazing job uh, academically. Like the school system in Alberta is fantastic. So when we were at, at Princeton, we had our best student athletes were, were a lot of them were from Alberta. And we wanted to have the same values here at Penn State. So um, at Princeton, I got like the standards academically for us to uh, possibly admit them. We're, we're higher, uh, that's for sure. But I tell you what, the values and the type of people we want here at Penn State and the ones we've been successful with have been, you know, exactly the same. You look at Brandon Byro, who played his first game in the NHL, who was a captain here. I mean, he he's followed a, a, a lot of other captains from, from Alberta here at Penn State, and they've all been unbelievable character guys, great players, and great students. We had uh, Brandon Byro at an Oilers uh, development camp one year in uh, in Jasper. So how many guys out of Penn State have actually gone on to play in the National Hockey League? Uh, three so far, but we expect a lot more soon. Um, and, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's it's just going to continue to grow. And how many years have they been a Division One NCAA hockey program guy? Nine. Nine years that you've had the program. The, the, uh, yeah. uh, you had Brett Murray briefly? Yes. Yeah, and he also played for Buffalo, exactly. Yeah. Did you think and the, there, do you think there's a chance that he could end up popping at some – I mean, he's 24, 25 now, six foot five, left shot guy. He sort of plays like a bit of a European big man. I know he added a little bit of bite last year in the American Hockey League. Do you think that in the right place he could be a guy that could be an effective NHL player? Well, I do. Actually, I think you you tabbed him pretty good. I mean, he does play like that, and he's a guy that, that had to add that bite to his game at a consistent level, and I think they've done a really good job with him because I know he, he, he started to do that at a very consistent level at the American Hockey League, and now it's just a matter if he does, as you mentioned, get the opportunity, and, and when he gets it to prove that he can play with that bite as a big man, a skilled guy uh, as well, but get that bite on a consistent level. If he does, absolutely, I think so. I, I have to see if he's waiver eligible this year because I, I think he has to clear and and I got to tell you the owners don't have someone like that in their organization right now now he'd have to stay on the NHL team but he's he's sort of been teasing for a couple of years and I you know I, I think that he has an outside chance so you're, you're, you're sitting down there I got to ask you this question because you know Edmonton just hosted the world junior championship you're well aware yep. of um, sort of some of the challenges that have ha- that have happened as a result of uh, you know the, the hockey Canada uh, yep. the, the 2018 story, there's another one out there that really hasn't seen a lot of traction at this time yet, but there's a lot of concern about it. Uh, I had this conversation with Todd McClellan when he took over the Swift Current Broncos, uh, you know, a number of years ago from Graham James. You went into Penn State how long after or before the whole story broke on Jerry Sandusky? About a year before. Uh, you went in there about a year before. Was yeah. it a challenge for you to recruit after that had occurred? Well, sure it was. I think it was a little different in the fact that um, it was rather an isolated thing. But any time that that happens, the entire institution uh, gets gets painted with that brush a little bit. So sure, and 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 I guess deservedly so. But. Um, you know, I think it's something that if you do it the right way, you get through it and, and you move on. And um, and that's what we did. And it takes a lot of leadership. And when you're talking about Alberta leadership, uh, one of the guys I really should mention is Carson Dick, whose, whose dad was a coach of uh, the gold medal team that just won recently and in, in, in amazing fashion. So it's uh, it's great leaders that, that, uh, that, that get you through those things. Are you referring to Mike Dick? 
who is absolutely the, sure. Yeah. I'm going to date myself now, but John Sexsmith and myself uh, did play-by-play of Mike Dick when he played for the Lethbridge Pronghorns against Ian Herbers, the current head coach, of the Alberta Gold <laughs> Bears, way back in 1989, guys. So, uh, and, and for the listeners that are, I mean, it was to me, it was kind of unfair, you know, because it had happened so many years before. There were now there were multiple, as it turned out, uh, you know, multiple complaints in the story involving Jerry Sandusky and Penn State. It was specific to the football program, uh, but very concerning nonetheless. And and you know, do you do you paint a brush on the current kids on something that had happened or on a current team, something that had happened with the coach for so long before? And I'm just wondering. I'm sure it doesn't even get does it does it get brought up today when you're out on the recruiting trail at Penn State had gone through this with Jerry Sandusky. Uh, no, not now. I mean, and fortunately, and I think, and and to be quite honest, in a in a this isn't a good way, but there's been so many other similar stories since then. I think uh, Penn State was basic was from what I know, sort of the first that went through it, and and uh, and and because of that, I think achieved or had a lot more attention placed on it. But I think now, and I'm not saying this is a good thing by any means, but because so many other institutions have been going through it, that uh, maybe you know maybe the Penn State name is moving on from that. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, I can't think, you know, it's interesting, Guy, I mean, you, your dad was, uh, you know, in full disclosure, you know, I was a teammate of yours, and your dad was a super positive guy, he, a beloved uh, teaching figure in the city of Edmonton for a number of years, and I can't think of anybody that was better suited to, to go in and, and bring the energy that you know you had into into that school at that time because of just how you deal with things and you know you're 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 not a super emotional guy you're a positive energy guy you're an upbeat guy and no one has disliked you ever and i say that as somebody who has lots of people that are my biggest fans right but you're always a guy as a teammate that everybody kind of liked and you talked about the character that you look uh for players and so the next question is since you started was it alaska fairbanks or alaska anchorage where did you start your ncaa coaching career before princeton well, it was Alaska Fairbanks, and that's very kind of you, Bob, to say. But it's easy to be liked in our team because I had a left winger that really took up all the all the oxygen in the room, and and he had all the attention on him. So I just sort of slid by. Yeah, yeah, I kind of kind of know how that feels. Anyways, uh, so here you go. Uh, how's the outlook looking for your program this year? What sort of team are you going to have? Well, uh, we're going to have the same thing uh, that we we've we've strived for for so long and and, you know COVID was a little bit of a different deal for us but I can tell you that we started to achieve everything that we wanted to and Edmonton obviously has a huge impact or influence on what we do and in the five years prior to to COVID I mean we we won as many more games than any other Big Ten school at the time we we won more playoff games we 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 scored more goals than anybody in the nation and uh, and outshot our opponents every year and and that's and we did it in a way that was fun The, the the student athletes here had an unbelievable experience. Had a great time uh, that year. We that COVID hit. We had more NHL signees, I think, than any other school, and and that's what that's what. And they all graduated, so that's really what we're shooting for. Uh, some sign early, but they come back and and get their degree. So really, that's what it's about. So it's just striving to do what we did prior to COVID, and I think we're well on our way. All right, uh, this 
text comes in from the Chisler, a.k.a. a voice from the past. There's a chance you may have played against them in Junior A back in the day, Guy. Uh, rumor has it, uh, Bob, that you played with a little bit of bite, but you were a total liability on Guy Godowski's line <laughs> with the Southside Athletic Club. Can you either confirm or deny that you were a liability playing with Guy back in the day? That question is for you, I believe. Wow, come on. I think you have a, you know the answer. Was that Glenn Thompson you know, that sent that question? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea because but you, you because you uh own the switch, no, he absolutely was not a liability. That, you know what? That'll get you another invite in a year from now. <laughs> hey, all the best. Uh, I know you're who's uh, who's got uh who's the favorite this year? I mean, last year obviously went without saying it was Michigan. Uh, Carter Savoy and Denver knocked them off in the championship yep. game. Uh, the year before that it was Wisconsin. Unfortunately, Holloway got hurt, wasn't uh, available to them, but they had, you know, they had Cole Caulfield. Is there is there a program this year loaded up with uh NHL top end picks that looks to be pretty good guy? You know, from the Big Ten, uh, Minnesota also uh, went to the Frozen Four, and uh, I, and they certainly uh, they're going to be really good again. I don't think they lost as much as Michigan did, but really anybody in the Big Ten, that's that's it's a monster of a league, and and they're certainly going to be good. But I, I'm I'm sure a few other teams are going to emerge from this league as well. And I'm led to believe each of those programs with the new football deal set to make like north of a hundred million dollars. That's what they're going to end up making. Unbelievable yeah, insane, moment. Yeah, it's, it's, incredible. it's crazy what's being thrown around. Guy, thanks a lot for taking time joining us here in Oilers Now. Bob, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Guy Godowski. He's the head coach of uh, Penn State's hockey program. You heard him. He went into Penn State a year before uh, the situation with uh, Jerry Sandusky. Uh, and, and as a result, people will never look at Penn State football again uh, the same. They're trying to rebuild their brand a bit. But he is just a, a top-notch, positive-energy guy. He's had, he's, had a, he's had a lot of success with the... Um, Alberta-based kids uh, at Princeton as well as at uh, uh, Penn State. So, interesting to get a, I, you know, I, I t- hey, the Edmonton Oilers own a team called the Edmonton Oil Kings who had a wonderful year. And we talk, you know, all year long, we're going to do at least one interview on the Oil Kings a week. It's nice to maybe just take a little, there is a different route for kids. Uh, not everybody necessarily goes the major junior uh, route. And, um Guy Godowski's got a pretty good program going there at Penn State, one that uh, maybe punches just because they're not a Minnesota, Michigan yet. Those are, you know, historically strong. Uh, you know, Herb Brooks coached uh, Minnesota for all those years. Michigan, you know, the connection to Red Berenson was a powerhouse seemingly forever. Michigan State, that's where Craig Simpson played. Some big-time competitive programs. Denver, the reigning national champion, and they have won multiple uh, championships dating all the way back to the days of Murray Armstrong. 151 in Edmonton will take a timeout. You're listening to Winners Now. And you've heard us talk about the great variety of used vehicles that our friends at Brent Ridge Ford are proud to offer. They want you to know that their order bank for upcoming uh, 2023 SUVs and F-150s now open. If you want to be treated fairly at the time of a purchase, enjoy quality service after the sale. Order your new vehicle from Uncle Milt, Johnny, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. 11-time winners of the President's Award for Customer Satisfaction. You can call 1-877-477-3673. That's one 877 477 
Ford. All right. Uh, do you want to tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more? Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staff recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken at Royal Pizza. Into this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. And here's Brendan Escott. Back to 2012 we go. Taylor Hall signing a seven-year, $42 million contract to stay with the Oilers. He was coming off back-to-back 20 goal seasons in which he had 42 and then 53 points over six seasons in Edmonton. Hall totaled 328 points in 381 games before, of course, being traded to New Jersey for Adam Larson on June 29th of 2016. You had an Oilers organization that, uh, you know, sold Wayne Gretzky, sold Mark Messier, traded Doug Waite and Bill Guerin, couldn't afford to keep him. And I remember when Hall signed that deal, we, we had people that were complaining that Hall got a seven-year extension. Now, 90% of people loved it and uh, and hated the trade. Uh, maybe 70% hated the trade. But the bottom line was the Oilers went and signed their best players. And now, ironically enough, McDavid and Drysaddle, still four years left in Connor's deal, three years left in Leon's deal. No one ever debated Connor's deal. Uh, there was a fair amount of debate on the Drysaddle contract extension at the time that it all went down. Tonight, Inside Sports, guest host Dave Campbell. What's he got shaking, Brennan? You'll get a recap of that Elks win out in Ottawa, plus Elks this week with Morley Scott. Uh, Post Media is Derek Van Deest on Canada's gold medal at the World Juniors and uh, Edmonton marathoner Bonnie Wallace-Shuck who is approaching her 100th marathon. Wow, that's 100 more than I've run. Uh, Mind you, I did plant trees for 11 summers, which is like running a marathon every day. No, not really. All right, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta will join us tomorrow. Reminder about live thoroughbred racing Fridays and Saturdays at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. For more information, visit thehorses.com. And also on the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now, Washington Capitals analyst, friend of the show, Al Main. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Ray LaHoo, followed by Angela Coqua today from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Back at you tomorrow. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.